let's see if this recording actually has sound. I have have been having so much issues when it comes to the past couple episodes. I would record and then nothing would be saved. So I record again, nothing was saved again. Then I record again and I have no sound. So hopefully this time it works and then I can go back and fix the Thanksgiving episode. I just want to thank everyone who has reached out and said it has no sound. I am aware that it has no sound. Uh, it's just the timing to actually sit down and re-record it for the fourth time. But uh, before I do that, again, just making sure the sound works now and hopefully we're all good. But you are listening to the word father is a verb. Uh, it is uh, something I've really enjoyed doing, um, something I really enjoy sharing with you guys. My name is Kyle O'Connell, your host, and I'm just excited for where this journey takes us as dads as we get ready for what can be the most stressful and, and difficult time in the holiday season, trying to make sure you're you're doing everything you need to do and, and uh, timing seems to go away very quick. But uh, let's remember the joy of the season and, and try to make the most of it with our family. I want the name dad to just do multiple things, right? I want the name to command respect. I want to have the authority, but I also want to have to, to have enthusiasm in my home. I think that name, the name should bring those things. I think that, you know, being a father, there should be excitement when they hear dad's home. And, and when I hear from their voice, there should be excitement. I want to be able to play with them and I want to make them comfortable. I want to make them safe. But I also want to make sure that I'm giving them the right direction and leadership and guidance in all the times I, I am spending with them. I just want them to know that I'm there for them. I want them to know that I pray with them. I want them to know I love with them. I want them to just be able to look up to me as a father. And again, not to have dad just simply be, you know, the name of, well, that's my father. I want dad to be someone who they can call on when they rely on and need and all those things. Um, my name is Kyle O'Connell, and they will never call me Kyle O'Connell. Every now and again, Logan will joke and say Mr. O'Connell. Um, but I want dad, daddy, whatever stage they're in, I want them to be able to look to me for protection when they're scared. I want them to look to me for when they're excited and they want to show me something and, and feel the proudness, right? Like with both my children, I just really try to constantly say to them how proud I am of them. And I feel like the more I can tell them that I'm proud of them, the more that they know that they can show me things to to get that reaction back. I want to give them a positive reaction. I think that as fathers, it's so important that we do these things because we are the ones building our children up. I want to build my child up to have a very good self-confidence. I want Zach and Logan to both be very confident in themselves, what they can do, what they're able to do, and what they, they can dream of, right? I don't want them to limit themselves because of insecurities. I don't want them to limit themselves because they're not really sure how far they can make it. So I think as being a father, I need to take all those steps and make sure that my name commands those things. And the only way that can happen is through me, through my actions and what they see. Um, the small physical touches to show them love, the, the words that I use, the tone I use. And man, sometimes I can be so quick to have that harsh tone and, I mean, even just yesterday, we we're building gingerbread houses and, and Zachariah ripped off the chimney off the gingerbread house. And, and I started to go to like Zach and Rebecca was like, it's okay. He's only two. And I'm like, you're right. I don't know why I had that reaction. Um, so it's like, I might not be a perfect dad, but man, I want to, I want to do my best that I can to be the best. And there's a time and place for it. There's a time and place for the authoritative and the, the, the disciplinary to come out. And there's a time and place for the fun and it's okay to come out. And 
knowing those places and knowing the right appropriate times will help our children develop at accelerating rates. It's so important as the father to be the leader of your home. Um, people make fun of it and, and they like to talk poorly of the patriarchy, right? And they say, don't patronize me. Well, listen, being the father, you're the head of that household. There's no denying that. You are the head of that household. And today is going to be much more a faith-based episode because, again, I'm a pastor and I think that these things are super vital to every single father. Um, and whether you're you're a Christian believer or not, that's fine. Um, but what I'm really focusing on here now is just the importance of being a leader in a household as a Christian father. So if today's episode is not for you, then you'll have one next week. But uh, that's just how it's going to go today. So for me, I was reading an interesting statistic, and this statistic kind of alarmed me. And I've read it before, and you know, I, I forgot all the numbers of it and I never could find it again. And then finally it kind of popped up, but it says that if a child leads the family to a church, the commitment from that family is 3.5%. So if a child starts going to church, only three and a half percent of the time, the family is going to follow that child to a church. If the mom is the leader and the one wanting to go to church, 17% of the family will follow. As a pastor, I can tell you this is true because there are many moms who husbands don't come and their children don't come and they're the only ones. And I promise you, that's the main thing that they pray for. Actually, I have one buddy who constantly uh, tells me how his grandmother's birthday wish is always just for everybody to go to church with her. And it's because she has that excitement that one day maybe they're all going to get saved. Um, the last one is if a dad leads, if a father leads his family to church, 93% of families follow. Do you see the weight and the importance of being the, the Christian leader as the dad? Do you see that? Are you going to be going to church on Sunday when you see these things? When the father is one who's not going, you stop going. It is so important that us as men don't take up work on Sundays and say, well, this is, I mean, oh, I just got to make some money on this. Dude, I've now been working at my company for eight years. And in my eight years, I have worked on four total Sundays. They were all extreme emergencies, you know, schools being shut down, all these things. But the whole thing of it is we need to make sure that what we are doing, we're setting the priority. If we lead in the right way, the family's going to follow. They're going to follow what the father does. So if I lead my family down different ways and different routes, they're going to go with it. Um, there's this story, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was talking about a dad, how he's going to a bar every single day. And the one day he's he's walking to the bar, it's a snowy day, and when he turns around, he sees that his son is hopping in the footprints left in the snow by his father as it's leading to the bar. And it shows him the metaphor of showing like the child's going to follow your footsteps wherever you go. So the, the father ends up sobering up and everything. And I think it's so important for us to understand that we can either lead in a good or we can lead in a wrong. And if we choose to lead in a good it's going to have such amazing impact on our children. I mean, scripture even says, if you lead your children in the ways that they should go, they will not abandon. And it's like, so that's really just giving us strictly to God and saying that, you know, we can do that. So the question is, how do we lead other than just going to church? Because, you know, we've heard it too, standing in a, a garage doesn't make you a car. Just like going to church doesn't make you a Christian. 
you have to live the life. When you get home, you're going to set the standards, right? And you're going to sit here and, you know, what are you going to allow? Are you going to be sitting here? Or are you going to be cursing at home? Are you going to be sitting around and, and having no filter on whatever you're watching? Are you going to be just acting like the world? Or are you going to be drinking and doing crazy things in front of your children? Like there's certain standards that you got to have and, and certain things that you know to say no to. Listen, Logan is four years old. Okay. He's four years old, and at four years old, he has a standard for things he will not watch and things he will watch, and that standard involves the God word. If somebody uses the God word in a bad way, he will not want to watch that, and he'll say, let's just shut it off. If a four-year-old can have discernment, and if a four-year-old can have a standard set on his life, then all of us dads can, because so many times, my, my biggest pet peeve as a Christian is when I hear other Christians curse. Like, we need to be able to tame our tongue. We need to be able to stop that. We need to be able to sit here and say, oh, no, I'm not going to choose to use those words. Before I got saved, before I became a Christian, I cursed all the time. It was like the obnoxious little 16-year-old kid who nonstop would just be blattering off any curse words because he thought he was cool. And now I don't. And I don't curse, and I haven't cursed in years because, well, I can control the words I use. And it's funny because people don't have a hard time understanding the words I say. And... You know, to me, it's so important for us to put those those boundaries on and those guidelines on, because if we go and we just act like the world, our children are going to act like that. And again, if my four year old can have a standard, you can have a standard. But where does my four year old get that standard from? He learns that discernment from his parents from his mother, from his father, and seeing the example that they set and things that, you know what, I don't need something if it's not going to be sitting here and glorifying my spirit. I don't need something if it's not going to glorify my God. And I don't need something if it's not going to bring me life. And if my son can see that, imagine the effect that you have in your children. Sometimes we don't think too much of it. And we think, oh, it's, you know, it's just whatever, you know, it's of the world and, and they'll hear it other places. Yeah. They're probably going to hear other places. Like, listen, I'm not naive. My son at some point is going to hear curse words. My son at some point is going to see nudity, but man, my answer is not always no, 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 no. My answer needs to be what is the appropriate response when we come into those places? What is the appropriate answer to not indulge, not to go in and to not join in, but to turn away and to have that proper response? I really feel like the importance of this challenge is probably more important than a lot of the other challenges we do. I think it's important that we take this super seriously. And when it comes to um, being the head of the household, being the father who leads in the way that's the Lord. It's going to come a lot to praying with your children and just talking to your children about God. I mean, again, just the the opening of the conversations that I've been able to have with my children just about God. I mean, even from the beginning stages when they'd point up to the sky and they'd point to stars, and I, I, would, I would say to them that stars meant that God loves them. To now as they've gotten older and I ask them, what do the stars mean? They say it means God loves us. And it just adds just a little bit of wonder to their to the creation, right? A little bit of joy to it where, you know, those aren't just lights in the sky to them, but it's just a constant reminder of who God is in their life. And for us, you know, if we go out there and we start praying with our children, like, you know, I pray with my children every single time when they go to bed, but also, you know, if they get hurt or, hey, let's just pray before school and just moments like these to show them that, hey, we make prayer an active part of our every single day. And if I can teach them that at a young age, then when they're older, you know, the whole goal is that hopefully they can make those same choices for themselves.
Um, there's nothing more that a parent wants than for their children to follow the Lord and, you know, just to be in that presence. And I think for us, it starts down with that, but it also starts with us doing it for ourselves. We need to be in our word. We need to be prayed up. We need to be, you know, diligent. We can't expect our children to have a better Christian walk than we do. I think it's important that for us, we really do our job in our own selves. Uh, I do an analogy a lot where I talk about like you're a cup, right? And the water inside of it is God's spirit. And so many times we assume that we can just pour our cup out into our children's cups. But if our cup's not full, then we can't pour a single thing. So it's so important for us to make sure that we are getting filled up from that pitcher of God's spirit. Um, and you know, then I, then I show the analogy where if I hold the cup and I'm still trying to pour, even when I'm trying to get filled up, I'm never going to get filled up and it ends up doing so much damage because my children are coming for their cup to be filled up. And since I got nothing in it, I can't give them anything. So I think it's really important for us to, um, make sure we get ourselves filled up with the Lord, get ourselves filled up with the Lord, do things right, do things in the honorable way, uh, and be that example, right? Uh, you know, the saying that children are caught, not taught, which means that they're going to see what you do, see how you react and see those things. And that's how they're going to react. Um, it's not just about how you say things or how you lead them. It's how you do them. Um, so I think it's so important for us to really just focus on that. A little bit shorter of an episode today. Uh, man, I just been having so much technical difficulty. So I just thank every single one of you guys for sticking with it and through this little gap of not much posting. But again, I had to re-record an episode four times and still not fully working, but I think I got it down now and I think it's working now. Um, so again, I just thank every single one of you guys. Come on, reach out to the Facebook page, reach out to the emails. The word father is a verb at yahoo.com. Facebook pages, the word father is a verb. Love to hear from you guys what you got to say. Uh, again, I'll end it here with a dad joke for you. And for me, it'd be who is the greatest comedian in the whole Bible? It was Samson because he brought the whole house down. <laughs>